0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, sunshines. You are listening to another episode of Evolpreneur After Hours, and I am your host, Christine Campbell-Rappin, and I am on a complete and utter mission to help us, the peer group of entrepreneurs, navigate the messy world of startup reinvention, plot twists, and the occasional reset. We're going to sit down with another peer today to talk about the best ideas, strategies that he's been on his journey to help you fast track yours. Today, I'm super excited to sit down with John McGee. He is a gentleman who has created his own business. He's got a passion for jujitsu, and he is also going to share with us, what does it really take when every week in your business is different, including this one, where there might be some costumes involved? So give us a very warm welcome. John, welcome to our program.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to sit down. So, I'm always fascinated, you know, when we start down the conversation of, you know, so you have this business, you've created something amazing. Um, what was the vision when you first set out on this path? Did it ever occur to you that it would be what it is today?
1: No. So, um, you know, my my current situation kind of came out of left field. We uh, so my wife and I actually did an employee buyout um, of the company. We, we worked for web consoles previously uh, web consoles actually has a pretty interesting history. It started in 1999 as a hobby. The previous owners of uh, just really liked doing web design and trying to get websites to rate. Uh, it was just, they were kind of semi retired in their early seventies and just really enjoyed it basically. So, um, you know, they, they kind of started it as a hobby, but obviously the internet, you know, blew up, and uh, kind of turns out they were running this big agency. Um, and we had an opportunity to do an employee buyout. It it really started as my wife and I were working there uh, as contractors, and we had just had our first. Son. And uh, I liked digital marketing more than my engineering job that I was doing. That was my day job at the time. Uh, but, you know, I did want to move completely over to marketing because we just had our first son and the marketing uh, marketing job was a contractor position. Um, and I viewed it as somewhat unstable. And obviously, since we just had our, um, our first, you know, stability was important at the time. Uh, I have been fortunate that I'm surrounded by entrepreneurs. My father's one, uh, multiple members of my family, close friends, and uh, my father's really always been my mentor. So I you know, kind of reached out to him and you know, it was like, Hey, what do you think I should do? Uh, you know, I'm more passionate about uh, marketing. I, I like this better, um, but you know, I, I, I need stability. I'm a father now, you know? And he was like, well, why don't you just buy the company? You know? And I was like, well, you know, I, I can't do that at the time I was 27 years old. And so, you know, I was like, there's, there's no way I can do that. But through a series of fortunate events, uh, it, it happened. and, Um, we took over the company and have grown it really from, you know, just a small boutique agency to, you know, I guess mid-sized business. Um, we've grown 10% annually since, um, since we owned it. And, uh, you know, we're really proud of a lot of work that we've done. We work with a lot of behavioral healthcare companies, um, and have really gotten ingrained in that industry. Uh, and I think have. I've helped uh, move that industry forward in a lot of ways. So we're we're really proud of that. And um, that's just a little bit of the backstory about how I, I got to where I am now. I
0: love this because sometimes when you start off on the road of entrepreneurship, uh, you know, sometimes we start by buying a job. You know, I always think to people, you know, the best way to create job stability is to create one for yourself. And you should never hesitate to bet on yourself. But I love that you had, a, you had someone that you would consider, you know, an advisor of some capacity say, why don't you think something completely crazy, which is buy what you are involved with, because it obviously had a passion and a great level of faith to jump in and trust yourself to build it. I'm curious about some of that early shift between, okay, I went from contractor to a side hustle to now, you know, co-owner with your, with your wife. Talk to us a little bit about some of the early challenges of that transition for you. What, What was something that, you know, came up that maybe you didn't anticipate?
1: So I mean two things mainly um you know part of the employee buyout was essentially you know the the deal was that we used the cash flow from the business to you know pay off the owners essentially so you know we uh purchased the company it had a certain amount of like you know just monthly billings and stuff and for a four year period um if we lost a big client you know at th- there were multiple times of that four year period, I guess where we were on the ropes, you know because Uh, we were in a position where I don't know if we could have paid the amount we owed, you know, just through a traditional job. Like we really needed to maintain the cash flow to keep the business where it was. Uh, that was, that was very stressful. You know, we bought the company when I was 27 years old. So, um, you know, at that point it was, it was a lot of money and just frankly, I was scared to death, you know, I mean, it was, uh, it it was always, uh, you know, always really stressful there at the beginning um, financially. The the other aspect I would really um, you know pinpoint was just wearing multiple hats. You know, I mean, I going into entrepreneurship, I thought that you know I would maybe spend I don't know seventy five percent of my time doing digital marketing, like just actually doing you know the tasks, doing the work. Uh, and you know, in reality, I spend maybe five percent of my time doing that. Um, you know, it's all managing people, managing relationships, uh, just essentially running the business. Uh, And I knew there would be some degree of that, uh, but I didn't anticipate that, you know, really my role was just um, kind of stepping back and making sure that I'm giving everyone in the company the tools to succeed. And that was something that I just, I didn't anticipate um, the degree to which that has happened, I guess.
0: Well, I think there's such there's two gold nuggets in there, and I want our audience to just make sure you capture this. Number one is it's true. If you really want to just be in the service delivery element of this new entrepreneurial journey you're in, then then you might be better as a contractor because it often isn't the bulk of how you spend your days, especially in growth, especially in the early startup days where you are wearing so many hats. But the second thing is also true that you know if you always need to be looking for growth because attrition i.e. clients completing projects or deciding not to renew or going silent happens. And yet your bills don't go that way. And I think that is one of the most stressful things for an entrepreneur. It's not just true in the startup days where you really start to realize, wow, I always must keep the eyeballs on a pipeline and on relationships and on what is it that we stand for. And so I'm curious because you know the digital marketing space is a very crowded one or that's the perception of it. How did you start to really focus down on this behavioral mental health area? Tell us how that really played to where the success has really been quite strong in terms of your growth, probably in part because you have a very clear mission to what you're doing. Talk to us a little bit about that journey.
1: Yeah. So um, the, the company itself uh, really, really went from, I, I guess, a hobby to a business uh, because of the mental health or in this case, addiction treatment Um addiction treatment space they so during the early days when they were kind of doing this as a hobby and keep in mind this is you know 1999 it's it's very simple to rank websites you just type in what you want to rank for essentially um they met an individual named carl Bosan, who was a real estate developer in orange county uh kind of became friends and you know apparently during this time it was, it was a bit of a recession or a downturn in real estate he was having a hard time uh you know, finding tenants or renting out all these houses. And a lot of these houses were, you know, large mansions you know, on the beach in Southern California. So uh, he decided to turn them into like Sober Living's or uh, rehabs, I guess. And uh, that company became Sober Living by the Sea, which 20 years ago was the name really in addiction treatment. And that's that's really where Web Consoles began. Um, You know, that they... They did a fantastic job with them, you know. Really took that company from uh, just an idea to—I I forget how many millions of dollars they eventually got bought out for, but um, you know, it really helped grow them. And, and others in the industry saw that, and that's really how web consoles became synonymous with mental health and behavioral health. Uh, and we really just kind of carried that torch on, um, you know, after after we bought the company, but. It's also, and and this wasn't by design, but a lot of people that, that work at web I mean, really, I guess everyone has some kind of direct, uh, direct connection to the mental health space. Um, you know, and I think really like pretty much anyone does, um, maybe just one or two degrees of separation, you know? So it's, uh, it's something that, you know, is, is personal to everybody that works here. Um, and digital marketing gives us a a bit of a unique perspective and that, you know, one of the the keys to success and it is just really getting to know the industry, really getting to know the business. Um, you know, what, what drives the business, what's more profitable, just, just really knowing, uh, the ins and outs of how their business operates. So we've, we've gotten a, a chance to kind of see behind the curtain in the mental health space and really see how it operates and, uh you know, frankly, there's there's a lot that needs to change. Um I think we've made a lot of progress with stuff, but uh there's there's still a stigma um and still a lot of things that uh that really need to progress. So uh we're we're all really passionate about it just because we're we've seen it, I guess. Yeah, we've kind of seen behind the curtain and um you know uh I'm very passionate about getting the word out there because I think if anyone if anyone hears the story, they'll they'll feel the same.
0: Yeah, just the, I think that's that's such, that's one of my very favorite things about what it is that I do in my business is we need to get the message out, and and when you do see behind the curtains and you have this very heart pulled forward momentum, um, you know this this is all about amplification. So I'm curious because you know there is there's there's a crescendo and I, and I'm not sure. I'll be honest, if it's lip service or really true momentum around mental health and certainly it's talked about, but our dollars coming into it, is the business growth easier because you have this expert status? Like, is is that the perception, you know, is my perception true or or is it still a challenge to get people to, you know, put their money where their mouth is and, and really do help amplify the conversations that you're right. This is not one to two degrees. Everyone is impacted. Um, but I'm at a bit of a loss. So I'm curious on your perspective here.
1: Yeah, it's um, it, it's it's a mixed bag, honestly. You know, I think like some mental health conditions have have made the progress that you know they they claim to have made. You know, I think depression, anxiety, um, you know, a lot of that stigma has uh has come a long way, and you know, it's not something that's uh just see. You know, I mean, people just aren't you know thrown in straight jacket and you know put in an institution or something anymore you know i, I do think that you know, those um those more common i guess uh you know th- those more common ailments i I've, you know i've really come a long way but some have not you know particularly the addiction and you know just really focusing on that that is um that is something that's really kind of still you know still has a lot of stigma associated with it and uh you know, really, really has a lot of work to do, frankly. And we, we have, again, a bit of a unique perspective and that, you know, we can kind of see the marketing side of it, but we also understand the industry. So, um, we, we kind of see behind both curtains, so to speak. And, um, you know, there are a lot of things that, uh, that transpire that, that need to change. I, it might be easier if I just kind of gave an example, um, you know, with treatment. So, uh, about five years ago, Google actually banned uh, addiction and mental health terms from Google Ads, which is you know kind of the primary way a lot of people uh, you know produce revenue for their company. Uh, there's SEO. There are a lot of different different avenues, but Google Ads is is certainly a big one. Um, they banned it because there was there were all of these really shady things going on. So just to kind of walk it through, what would happen to one of these individuals, you know they would, uh, you know, search for treatment. Obviously, they trust Google. So, um, you know, they would search for treatment, uh, click on the first result they see, say a Google ad, um, call a place, and the number that they would call would not actually be an addiction treatment center, would not actually be a mental health institution. Uh, It's essentially just a person with a phone. And that person with the phone takes the phone call, verifies their insurance benefits, and then turns and essentially brokers them to the highest bidder so they would sell that lead, um, to it. And one thing that I, I do want to mention just kind of at this point is it's very important with mental health that they get the, the particular treatment they need. Um, you know, mental health is, I mean, really mental health is, uh, you know, just as, has just as many different appropriate treatments as physical health. You know, I mean, if, if you broke your leg, you wouldn't call a dentist, for example. So it's, it's very important that they get the help they need. Um, but that wasn't taken into consideration. So, uh, a lot of times these people would be brokered to the highest bidder, go somewhere that was, you know, not, not a great shit at all. Um, and this is really damaging for a few different reasons. Um, you know, one, these individuals that are calling are, are really in a, the the dark place, frankly. I mean, a lot of them are just like at the end of the rope, they're vulnerable. Um, you know, and it, it does take a tremendous amount of courage to call because they've, uh, they've been experiencing this for, you know, some time and, uh, you know, are really making a commitment to go to treatment for, you know, 90 days, six months, um, you know, really just completely uproot their lives. So, uh to kind of play with them so to speak at that point um you know is is something that definitely needs to change um there there is some policy as far as you know like google ads uh there is a certification process now that companies have to go through to make sure that they're legitimate but this still this stuff is still going on frankly and um you know, those individuals, a lot of them go to places that aren't a great fit and that's their experience with treatment. You know, they're, they're, they feel hopeless. Yeah. It, it takes it. And, you know, they, uh, you know, they get out and they're like, well, you know, I'm, maybe I'm just hopeless. Like, maybe I'm just a lost cause. A lot of them never go to treatment again. Um, you know, and unfortunately with kind of some of the, you know mental health and, and addiction is is dangerous these days um yeah. you know and a lot of them never get the chance to make it back so it's it's just a very delicate situation uh, that initial touch point that initial reaching out for help um and that's just one example kind of, of of really what what goes on in the industry and you know I've I've always thought that if this happened in any other form of healthcare people would be going crazy you know like if you if you broke your arm and call for an ambulance, they're like, "Okay, well let me you know, let me get your insurance and find out, you know which I don't know ambulance company is going to pay us the most." Nobody would deal with that, you know. I mean, it, it would, I'm it,
0: not sure it doesn't happen, but I, I I totally get where you're coming from. This, it, it, it's illuminating, and I appreciate you you casting the light onto it. I'm I'm curious as a business owner who you know is advocating in many ways for other companies you're building their message you're amplifying you're trying to make sure that the that the cream of the good service is, is seen that's the goal um, you know how important is expert positioning for you and for your company and I know you know obviously you've won many awards on your website and it shows that, that that's trying to really position yourself for that but how how do you succeed in elevating the conversation with your clients who ultimately are going to then touch many lives.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, for us, we, we really start with uh, precision, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is important to know the industry. You know, I think the mental health industry is, is somewhat unique. Uh, it's, it's a little, um, I don't know, like hidden, I guess, for lack of a better word. I can't really come up with a great word for it, but it's, it's not, um, it's not something a lot of people know a lot about, frankly, you know, a lot of the users really need to be given information to make the best decision for them. And it's, it's really vital, particularly in this industry to get them, uh, answers to the questions they need and, you know, get them accurate information as quickly as possible. And, uh, certainly in the mental health space, but, you know, really with with all our clients. I mean, we we work outside of that as well. And, you know, really organic marketing or just SEO in general has really uh, evolved to focus on that as well. So really kind of our goals and the way SEO digital marketing is kind of headed uh, are really aligned right now that, you know, just to boil it down, it's it's essentially answering questions, and that is that is something that we pride ourselves on. Where we partner with, you know, either a behavioral health or, or addiction treatment center, we really dig into the program. In some cases, you know, alter You know, I mean, we we ask a lot of questions just about okay, if I'm, you know, if I was going to send my son or daughter or my, you know, husband or wife or whatever the case may be, there, like. How do I know, like, what are they going to be doing every day? How are you going to help them? How are you different? What do you, you know, what do you offer um, that can make, you know, make their life better and reach their life? Um, And, you know, that opening those conversations, you know, really puts us in a place where even the the business owners themselves kind of, you know, start to take a look at how things are operated. And, um, you know, we don't want to change the the program or the treatment center you know based on seo or digital marketing. we really want to uh just adhere to uh you know the way they do things i guess and highlight that uh, the best we can but there there are a lot of cases where you know we kind of say take over a website or something and it is essentially written for people who already know who this company or it's, it's really
0: that's yeah. my number one bugbear both marketing and and what i see out there in the marketplace is said stop talking from the place of enlightenment your it, client is in the dark they can't exactly. find you and they need you desperately <laughs>
1: yeah they oh, do my God, you know,
0: that's my hot spot <laughs> oh, dude, just fire me up
1: <laughs> yeah well um this will be a great conversation then because um you know that's i mean that's the number one thing we see frankly you know it's it's written almost not even for, I mean, not necessarily even for a user who already is familiar with the business, but I mean, really just in turn, it's always written for the bid. Like the whole website is the about us page basically, you know, and um, it's, it's tough sometimes in mental health and in addiction treatment. It's, the, the industry is on an Island a little bit. So while this does happen with, a lot of other industries we work with you know this one in particular it can be hard to remember what it was like to not know these things you know yeah. almost every business owner is like you know we speak with them and we're like hey look like the average user knows nothing about this. they're completely lost that they just they just want help you know
0: like, uh, way back way back. back it is very hard yeah. hard to do by yourself that's why you do need yeah. guys <laughs> I love the fact. I always tell our audience here, you know, the kind of a really good marketer is as they ask you about a million questions, and they want to know so what. Not just am I here to ask it; I want to know how it connects to something. So, I'm curious, you know, just you know, as we as we're, we lead into our final question here, because I, I this would get me up all night, and I'd be fired up like a cracker. But you know, if we look into the year ahead. Now, what what would be the thing that leads to breakthrough? We talked a little bit about you know the need to amplify, the need to be support, the need to get the right people to help. What is it that it will take in your eyes to do the breakthrough for your clients and for the industry you're primarily serving? What's it going to take? Or what do you guys have on the horizon? You're going, that's it. That's what we got to crack.
1: The, the progression of AI. I mean, so artificial intelligence is... Um, I mean, it's still somewhat in its infancy, you know, I mean, I think it's come a long way, but, you know, I'll just speak to, say, like paid marketing or Google ads in particular. It's really moved from a keyword-based system to a conversion or behavioral-based system Um, and that it, you know, it can use various signals and behaviors and, um, you know, website, websites visited history, things like that to align people with what they're looking for. Um, And that needs to, like, Gauging intent, uh, you know, search intent, really, and aligning that with the appropriate result uh, is is crucial. And, you know, I think that you know, Google really looks at a lot of the signals. You know, okay, how long did they stand on the side? Did they convert? You know, was this information valuable to this user? You know, they, they have ways to really uh, tap into the human side of that and, you know, assure that it was, it was valuable information for them as AI continues to grow, continues to get better at that. Um, that will be something that that's really going to, to move the industry forward because there's, there's no way to gain that. You know what I mean? You just, you just have to provide valuable information. You just have to have valuable content, you know? And, um, I think moving towards that, moving away from, you know, tricks and stuff to try to, you know, rank higher and things like that. And really just focusing on like, how can we help people, you know, whether that's. And uh, I think, you know, and I think AI is is headed in that direction. You know, um, Google and, and, you know, other search engines have have done a fantastic job with their algorithms lately. They've come a long way. And, you know, really most of the, you know, kind of Google's SEO updates uh, recently have been revolved around that just getting the right information to the right people so uh you know this they makes, can, me, really...
0: makes me have somewhat hope for humanity because I do I, I remember back in I'm going to date myself entirely 96 I'm at the owner of Google one of the original uh, owners and um, he was like yeah I'm, we're not going to let you gain the system was sort of his message and at the time we were all like who the hell is Google I'll be like, honest like Google yeah. and it's now, an and we were already you know just to go ahead to the bar to be honest. It was sort of a funny conversation. But, you know, when we hear now that, you know, we, we had so much destruction trying to game the system that, you know, I, I do feel a great sense of hope when I hear, you know, show up as a good human being, have good content, have good intent, and you will succeed because the system is getting smarter, maybe through AI, which I think is a really fascinating conversation is going to hit for our, you know, horizon, certainly in the next 24 months it's going to be very interesting in that landscape. And I do I do feel encouraged by your answer that says, you know, to really get the right answers, get the right help, and your business will succeed and ask the right questions. It has been an absolute pleasure, John, hearing your perspective, hearing about your journey as an entrepreneur. Final thoughts on how people can find you if they want to learn more about what you're up to.
1: Oh well, one advantage of being an SEO company is we rank well. So uh yeah. <laughs> I, I guess my you know, the the best way to get all of us is just a, uh, you know, just Google web consoles. We'll, will be there. Um, you know, you can go to www.webconsoles.com. Um, and obviously we have a contact form and um, you know, phone number on our website. So that, that would probably be the best way.
0: Awesome. I love it. Thank you very much for being our guest guys. That's another episode of the Evolvepreneur After Hours podcast. I have a couple of things for you. If you love this episode, please give us a five-star review And if you are an entrepreneur who wants to share their story and insights to help all of us just make that giant leap forward in our business, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, if you are an entrepreneur, today's the perfect day to show up as a good human being, ask good questions, get visible. And if you need help, go work with a great company like John's. I hope you have a great time, guys. We will see you on our next episode.